This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, comparing and contrasting video doorbell experiences and what really constitutes an innovation. Now it's time to check in with the chat and take your questions and comments. Brian, what does the audience want to learn more about today? Uh, we have somebody coming in with a bit of an off topic, but I didn't even hear about this, so I want to bring this up. Brian asks if we're going to be talking about Netflix pulling subscriptions from their app store. Oh, so I can talk about that, sure, if you want. Um, I don't know if there's been any recent news about that, but generally speaking, Netflix has been one of the most aggressive subscription companies about not allowing people to subscribe to their service through an Apple app, through an iPhone app. And that's because of the Apple tax, where Apple, for any like media subscriptions, Apple will take a 30% cut in the first year of a subscription and just like gobble that up. And so if you sign up for Netflix via Apple, it means that instead of getting the Let's say it's $10 for that subscription. Instead of getting $10 at Netflix, they're only getting seven for the first year. Um, and that's actually led to some other people like Spotify um, is starting to be more aggressive on that too. Mm-hmm. They're challenging Apple in the European yeah. Union over that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and this, you know, the Apple tax is something that's being investigated by the US government. Uh, and trying to see if this, if Apple's app store, it's control over the app store, if it means it's a monopoly. You know, Apple says it's not. It put up this kind of informa- informational web page explaining how they're not and how they welcome competition and how there are all these other apps that compete right. with their apps. Um, I'm not an antitrust lawyer, so I'm not going to make any sort of judgment on that. But, um, you know, that's something that is really interesting that's going to be going on for a while. Yeah. So I don't know if there was any new. Uh, chatter about Netflix pulling the ability to subscribe, but that's generally what's going on, and they've not allowed people to subscribe on an iPhone app for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Alfred, I don't know if you actually brought this up in your story, um, but is there an actual number value? Is there like a statistic as to what is crime versus what is not crime? Yeah, there is. It's actually, uh, so Ring would not disclose this to me personally, but um, in an interview back in December when they first debuted the Neighbors app, Ring CEO um, and their general manager of the Neighbors app uh, spoke with our Amazon reporter, uh, Ben Fox Rubin, and they shared that only 20% of the reports to Ring, like through the Neighbors app, are actual crime. So, you know, somebody breaking into a car, stealing a package, like only 20, like one in five reports is, is that. And then the other 15% is, um, crime related so it'll be like alerts things like hey there's like this guy stealing packages around please watch out for him or even you know there's a flash flood going around so please watch out so not really a crime but like police related at at the very least um so yeah literally only about 35 percent of those are actual like things that police would need to be on top of and then the rest is um just people being scared (laughs) (laughs) Breaking news, it is Ryan's birthday. Everybody wish Ryan a happy birthday. HBD. Woo. Ryan. 
Is that it really the, your birthday, Brian? And you're just trying to you're gonna edit the footage later that we say Brian instead. His friend Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do a little bit of post CG work and add a birthday cap to my hat. When I edit We're gonna deep fake so, yeah. our daily charge. Slick. How how has that not happened yet? By the way. I mean, if you want me to, I could try. I could get some Gans. I could fire up some Gans and try to deep fake us. Whose face would you want me to put on your face, Brian? Rogers. Ah, okay. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I, I take that back. I don't want to do that. Uh, okay. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Ring. I want to farm this out to the audience. Uh, anybody out there actually use Ring doorbells or any other smart doorbells for that matter? I know there are other manufacturers. We talk about Ring a lot. Um, what has your experience been? Do you see a lot of trips? I feel like if I had it, I'd get a lot of stray cats and raccoons. Um, what about you guys at the table? Does anybody, has, has anyone used one? I think Roger's got one, right? I don't know, but one of our coworkers does have a ring doorbell and he is on the neighbor's app. I'm not going to snitch on him in case he doesn't <laughs> want to be named. But he talks about how he had to turn off the notifications on his app because he gets all these alerts that are not like crimes. It's just people like... Hey, who is this like person of color walking in my neighborhood? I don't know him, but it's it's literally just a person walking. Um, I spoke with um, a police, like a detective in uh, Indiana, no Arizona, that had mentioned that apps like Neighbors, you know, make people believe that more crime is happening when it's not, just because they get all these alerts on their phone um, all the time. Uh, so it definitely like raises the level of like fear and like concern among residents, even though like crime rates are actually like historically low yeah i mean and there's like isn't it next door isn't that one too next door is one of them yeah also citizen citizen. yeah 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 i had to turn off citizen in san francisco because it was constant yeah Yeah. it was constant and did did it make you think that more crime was happening people were getting stabbed every five minutes yeah (laughs) yeah uh, Matthew Datcher, uh, he says, I don't have Ring Neighbors, but the Ring app I do have shows neighbor complaints, which seem to be mostly nothing. Um, sounds yeah. like that's that's pretty much par for the course, right? Yeah, I've seen that a lot with like residents that, that deal with this stuff. So I wanted to see, you know, how do police deal with this? Because it's different when it's you and, you know, you're just like, oh, whatever, this is spam and you can like ignore it. When you're a cop, like you have to like look into all of those. You can't you can't just be a cop say, oh. That's nothing. And like, um, and, and like I said, some of them are true. Like some of them are real crimes, but the majority of them are not. And it like leads to this whole, like, you know, it, I don't want to say spam, but it's kind of like police have to deal with all that. Imagine if you had to look into every single one of those crime alerts that like you got on your phone. Yeah. It's end up being like the boy who cried wolf. Like, yeah, basically. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Except they have to check on it all. Yeah. It's not like they can just say like, oh, yeah. all right, whatever. So for the real crimes, it can be delayed if they're checking on, you know, yeah. a bird that flew past yeah. and set off the, yeah. You know, they, they penalize people for prank calling like 911 and stuff like that. I wonder if they're, they're working on any kind of repercussions if your ring bell is too sensitive or something like that but i feel like a lot of these people though they're they think so, it is something it's not like they're just so it's not it, about right? the doorbell being too sensitive because like it doesn't send an alert just because something is triggered it's uh, the people who see the footage have to send the alert so like a, a bird flying by is not gonna like call the police or something yeah. like that but if a person watches the video and sees a bird fly by and thinks what the I've never seen that bird before and then like <laughs> sends it to police like suspicious they, looking bird. Yeah, they they like they have to they don't have to respond to it, but like they have to like take a look at it and, and you know, either send a comment back saying like, sir, that is just a bird. Um, there was a case in California where a woman coming into her own. She 
goes home and then she gets in her house and then she watches like ring footage because she got a trigger alert and she sees oh my god somebody walked into my house i don't know who it is and she calls police and the operator on the phone like tells her ma'am when did like what is the timestamp on that footage and she says she says about 30 minutes ago and she realizes that it's herself <laughs> she realized oh she called police on herself uh, <laughs> because of the ring footage um but on your original question, so a colleague of ours, uh, Rich Brown, had mentioned to me that uh, ADT and other home security systems that are a little bit more professional than Ring, they, um, when they're hooked up to like the local police departments and things like that, they, if there's too many false alarms, they will like impose a fine on you for that. Um, oh, in the wow. same way you're talking yeah. about like making too many calls to 911. I don't believe Ring has that same system with the Neighbors app. I was just curious. I, I feel like that's something that should be coming. Also, um, like what? I'm, I'm not even sure what I want to ask here. What? What are? What's happening now to those who are? Are they just getting like a slap on the wrist, or? I mean, it's unclear. I mean, they they don't. The officers that I spoke with don't talk about. You know, yeah, we we go and like we punish them for calling us <laughs> or something like that. Um, like it might be different because it's a digital alert it's done through the app it's not like they're calling police directly and saying it like they they send a crime alert on the app and then police just get a notification for it. It, it it i don't believe there's ever been a case of like digital alerts false alarm punishments like if you just email the local police officers a lot i don't know if that's like the same level of like calling 911 all the time because it's not it's not like they're reporting as an emergency they're reporting as like a crime happened here does it go more to the you know, because there's like three one one as opposed to nine one one. Does it get routed to something no, like that? It just it's, goes it's, straight it's, to the it's emergency. Like it's through the app. Yeah. yeah. So it's not the same level as calling nine one one, but like they see it on the neighbor's yeah. app and they get like yeah. The I mean, it's probably board. easier. Like if you actually have to call nine one one, that's yeah. a little more effort versus yeah. just pushing a button like, yeah. oh, this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which does mean that there are more alerts. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how far away we are from having like, and I don't want to encourage this behavior, but like prank ring videos being sent out um i don't like know stage stuff staged for ring yeah that's kind of what i'm expecting out of this because the human species was a terrible mistake <laughs> uh, i fully expect someone to try to get on that train and turn it into like a crappy youtuber series I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and put what's his name jake paul jake paul yeah it's gonna be those guys no rebuttal alfred i don't know okay <laughs> Uh, let's take a question from the birthday boy. Uh, I have the Nest doorbell. Uh, I don't get notifications if somebody walks by on the sidewalk, which is good. Uh, it's very handy to have just for peace of mind. I think that's pretty much anybody's justification for getting one of those. Uh, he says it was 229 Canadian. Uh, I got it since I'm already in the Google system. Um, Brian asks, I wonder if police having access to Ring has saved them from having to physically respond to alarms. There's an interesting angle. Do you think it's actually good if they can go ahead and just brush off something they can easily tell was a you know BS and you know focus yeah, their there, efforts? On there something? are times where they just don't physically respond. Like they'll just send a message back to that person saying like, "Hey, do you like have, do you have any more details about this?" Uh, in, in the case with the woman who called police on the detective. The detective showed up because she had called about something else, mm. um, which was also through Ring. There was like a suspicious person at her doorstep or something, so she like called Ring. That guy left. The detective shows up, and she's like, "There's someone else here. I'm scared again." And she sends the video, and that's how they knew it was a police officer. 
Um, so they do show up sometimes. Other times they'll just respond and say, hey, can you give us more info on this? And then when they find out, like, it wasn't really anything, they kind of just forget about it. Um, but yeah, it could save time by, you know, them not having to show up. But I think that it still takes a part time by the more, like, they still have to sit there and, like, message all of these people. Can we go ahead and compare Ring to Nest? Uh, Yan wants to know what the benefits more so from the price point are between those two makers um so nest is very different from ring uh specifically because ring is the only like one of ring is partnered with police like they they partner with like more than 225 police departments in the u.s they police have like access to this footage if they request it or in some cases when they give you a free camera they Hmm. will uh just have straight up the rights to that footage um whereas nest is like your personal property i mean like a police can still show up at your door and say hey we know you have a nest camera we're looking for video of like a robbery that happened around here can you give that over to us but with ring on this police portal they can just send you a message on it and say hey we're looking for footage can you please send it to us and in cases i found where they don't give them the footage they say no online police will just show up at your door and ask for that footage again and it's much harder to say no to a cop when they're at your doorstep yeah um <laughs> so that that to me is the biggest difference is that this police partnership that uh you know cities have like used taxpayer money to fund discounts for residents um with ring so if you want a cheap camera cool uh just know that you know police like have pretty good access to it now all right, I opened the floodgates on this one. Uh, I said, prankers, uh, here's even more dangerous thought. Yan says, imagine some criminals using the Ring app to divert police attention away from an actual crime scene. I can't even imagine how that would go down. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know, it's a hypothetical. He's not a criminal mastermind, so <laughs> yeah. not the right person to ask, right? Some may say. He's so freshly scrubbed and squeaky clean. Please Alfred refer is. to the report. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looks like more Nest is more expensive for the monthly service, nineteen dollars per month versus three dollars per month. That's a pretty big dissemination. Thanks, Datcher. Um, wonder why that is. Like, is that essentially supporting the police partnership, Alfred? What do you know no, about their? No. Um. Yeah, the it, it's three dollars a month with or without the police like discount or anything like that. Police just offer discounts for, like for the physical camera itself. They don't pay for the subscription fee or anything like that. I'm not sure why Nest is more expensive. It might be because they last they were on their own longer than uh, Ring was. Um, like Google owns Nest now, but they they had been an ind- independent company for some time, and they were also not they didn't start as a security like a doorbell company. They started as like a thermostat company, so it might be like different logistics for them. They also position themselves as kind of like premium. You oh, know, do like, they? I, I, you know, I mean, like that's kind of how Nest started. Was you know like this like sleek. Like, yeah, you want a thermostat? Do you want a thermostat or do you want a really sleekly designed thermostat (laughs) from somebody who designed the iPhone? Yeah. You know, they were, that's kind of their initial positioning. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, that could also be it. I don't understand why storage costs would be that much, but maybe they put it at that price just to make it look like it's like more sophisticated. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they can go ahead and rebrand those as sexy stats. I'm trying too hard today. All right, let's move the conversation over to the iPhone before we say goodbye today. Uh, Jay from Jersey and uh, Yan both chimed in about why they're not going to upgrade. Uh, Jay says, I currently have an iPhone 10, but I'm not planning on upgrading till next year because the updates this year just don't seem worth it. 
Uh, Yan says, I just want to share my thoughts about the iPhone. I'm currently using the 10s Max. Unfortunately, mine uses the Intel modem, and it really, really sucks. Yeah, you guys are the problem. No. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the Apple's solution. the problem. <laughs> from I, yeah, from Apple's so, perspective, you guys are the problem. I'm so glad the sales are down because you know what? Like, they should not like make these phones so damn expensive. Like, <laughs> also, I, Apple, I mean, you, I, I, you yeah. know, that's but that's part of the reason why they've gotten more expensive is they're not selling as many. So for them to make more revenue, they make okay. more per device. But do you so. think that they would actually make them cheaper if more people bought the thousand dollar phone? Well, I think that what we've seen happen with the phones from last year is that the 10R, the mm-hmm. their cheaper phone did end up becoming really popular um you know and one of the things that they talked about was like promotions and buyback you know trade-in deals that they had those are kind of what helped the the iphone didn't decline as Mm -hmm. much as it had i think the sales were down 12 Mm percent from the previous year the earlier quarter they were down like 17 percent so they are doing some things um, you know, for a lot of people, the 10R is a good, is all they need. Yeah. Really. I, and next year, I mean, the, the talk is this year uh, with the camera lenses mm-hmm. that the higher end phone, you know, at least one of them is going to get three camera lenses. And so that means kind of the 10R successor will get two, yeah. which is, you know, that that 2X zoom, um, which is great. You know, that was kind of the biggest thing that the 10S and the 10S Max had that the 10R didn't. Yeah, keep up the good fight. Stop buying like really expensive phones, people, so that we get cheaper phones. We all want it, and it's better for everyone in general. That's I. I also I just don't think that's gonna happen, especially no. since no. the next like phones. You know, the next big thing is five G. Mm-hmm. Those modems are expensive. It's a brand new technology. I don't think we're gonna see phone prices overall come down. Don't don't buy five G, people. <laughs> That will never happen. People are j- definitely jumping on Read that Read all of our articles about 5G. Yeah. Yeah, all 50 of them that I published last week. Channeling Roger right now. <laughs> Thirstily drink up our constant stream of 5G articles. Yeah. Bathe me in 5G and <laughs> put me in the grave. Uh, all right. We got just enough time for a couple more. Uh, Michael Brown says, should Apple not make phones so expensive or should people stop buying the phones they can't afford? Sounds like he's just reflecting your exact sentiment there. I want to know, is this actually going to force Apple to start actually innovating something again and not being, you know, boring well, as hell? I, you know, I don't think that that's necessarily fair. If you look at phones, like, what can what more can you do with these designs? Like, do you expect it to like fold your laundry like that's not gonna happen (laughs) these are they're dealing with the limitations of the technology we have right now like we've seen curved displays come out which is really cool um you know now we're seeing foldables but those have a lot of issues Mm -hmm. those aren't perfect so you know we're seeing phone designs evolve a little bit but it still is really early days for some of that technology like foldables so it, you know, it, it is hard to really change these a lot and still make it so it's a functional device. And like, if it does all yeah. this stuff, like... And second yeah. of all, Apple does innovate, okay? Did you see that they took out the headphone jack? <laughs> uh, and People loved it. Yeah, so... That was, yeah, but the, the, to be fair, everyone else copied them after that. Like, that's, yeah. But I mean, but now, you know, you can unlock your phone with your face. Yeah. You don't have to... There, there are innovations. It's just not the huge, like... Inner, like earth-shattering innovations mm-hmm. okay. that we were getting before in the early days of phones, because these this is a mature device now. Yeah, yeah. like people are looking towards other things like um, augmented reality yeah. glasses, foldables, um, you I know, f- things that can be enabled with five G. So feel, this may be kind of where we are right I now. I feel like when people complain about like phones not being that much more innovative now, I think of it as like looking at like 
um like a basketball player and saying like how come he's not getting any taller (laughs) yeah (laughs) it doesn't make any like yeah maybe it's reached its limit already yeah I don't know. I feel like Apple's been on the gravy train and hasn't had to try for such a long time. Don't well, get me true. wrong. They still I mean, they have good things. There are good things under that hood, and they keep touting that they have innovated with you know unlocking facial recognition technology. But it's like, how about an innovation that actually is helpful? Well, I think like it's true. iPhone has been the most successful device it's ever had in its entire history. Yeah. So like that's a gravy chain by definition. And but I don't think that necessarily means that they haven't been innovating in other products and services. Mm-hmm. I think they've been trying to do it. They just, when you're trying to, when you're going up against the comparison of the most successful like consumer electronic device of all time, it's hard to innovate and have something that matches that, like yeah. clears that bar. Yeah, I mean, and th- their businesses now are, you know, if you took their businesses, their other businesses on their own, they're bigger than a lot of companies. I think Tim Cook said yesterday, now the services and wearable business together is the size of a Fortune 50 company. Like that's insane. For any other company, that would be huge. But because Apple had the iPhone and right. it was the biggest company in the world, that's kind of like whoop de doo I yeah. wanted to ask about the wearables thing because they mentioned that on the earnings yeah. call, right? Like that was a big part of why yeah. um, they're doing better overall. Do they count AirPods as wearables? Yes. Even though they're just headphones? Yeah, but it's a, it's a wearable. You can talk yeah. to Siri. Sure. It's, you know, it's I, not I just, know. it's not, you know, it's it's a wearable. Um, the watch has been I, really I popular. I consider the watch a wearable. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, but. totally. But yeah, no, AirPods. And like AirPods are hugely popular. Yeah. Like so popular. Like a lot of people think that, you know, a lot of the wearables yeah. boost is, you know, it's AirPods related. And yeah. yeah. Apple also invented the Bluetooth headphones. So, <laughs> but I don't understand why they're so popular. It's just, it's a convenience. Like if but, you've ever used them, they're so easy to set up. They're so easy. You just pop them in your ear. I do they're get connected. annoyed from like, you know, it's, Bluetooth they're, they're really easy yeah. and it's nice not having wires. So they really appealed to the kind of, they took away the headphone jack. Yeah, so now, yeah. Yeah, they you created know. a need among their like <laughs> their core user. It's like, okay, well, this works perfectly now yeah. that you took away the thing that was yeah, so I mean, simple before. Yeah, and you have to remember they also own Beats. So like mm-hmm. Beats has headphones that are also wireless. But do they also, do they consider, like people wouldn't consider Beats a wearables company though. But, well, but they do have headphones that are smart. You yeah. Know, that have. That you can hold it down and talk to Siri. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like. I feel like there's different definitions of wearable and like for me it's like a wearable is like something that not only has like that one function but like you can like use it as a computer yeah i mean but you also have to remember their wearables category isn't just wearables it's wearables home and accessories Uh, really yes so they count like like, the home pod yeah which nobody bought these are accounting categorizations yeah it only really matters for reporting financials yes yeah and i mean they've never ever broken out wearables from the other ones separately they specifically highlighted it Mm -hmm. because you know homepod has you know it's so deeply discounted Mm -hmm. now um that Mm -hmm. has largely you know if you look at analyst um like you know tallies on how many home smart speakers are sold like the homepod barely registers isn't it like less than like one percent like compared to i don't remember the latest stat but Mm -hmm. it's you know it's very small it might be like five percent but you know it's it's Maybe six percent, but you know it's it's very low. Mm-hmm. So for them, that category is really wearables, and yeah. I mean we can't forget the watch. Like that is the best selling watch yeah. in the world. I wear you my know, more than a Rolex, or I, I, mean, I wear my HomePod all the time. I just like, <laughs> put it on like a backpack and yeah. just walk around. Yeah, with yeah. It. So you know that's a category. Like it, you know, it's really interesting just how much that has grown and mm-hmm. how much 
you know, their services business has grown and, you know, even the iPad's doing better. Like that was on a free fall for like yeah. three years. Mm-hmm. Every single quarter it was just dropping, 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 dropping. And that's, you know, finally increasing again. Mm-hmm. The Mac was better. Literally every category did Except better the than the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. I, do you think Apple kind of, because I know they've been boosting up their services stuff a lot lately. Yeah. And do you think Apple kind of saw this slump coming when they well, the I mean, prices I think, up? Or? Well, I mean, they know that they couldn't be a one product company. Yeah. They had gotten to the point where the iPhone was two thirds of their revenue, you know, maybe more than two thirds mm-hmm. of their revenue. Um, you know, Steve Jobs had kind of always envisioned the company as like a three prong sort of strategy. It was like iPad, iPhone, you know, back in the day, iPod. Um, and Mac. And, you know, iPads wasn't selling that well. Mac wasn't doing that great. So it was just iPhone. So that was one thing that Tim Cook has really done under his tenure is push Apple into new categories. And also, you know, with services, it's not a one-time purchase. You're Mm -hmm. paying for that every month. You get that iCloud bill every single month. You're paying for Apple Music every single month. So it's a steadier business Mm -hmm. than counting on, you know, an iPhone. Don't they also count that like 30% tax from apps as part of its like services? Yeah, Yeah. the biggest part of their services business is the app store so not their yeah. own stuff then yeah 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 but but you know it's it's all combined but yeah, yeah the app store is the biggest yeah. percentage you know and a lot of that is games that you right. buy mm-hmm. or it's, you know these it's any in-app subscri- purchase it's, it's not any, just subscriptions yeah it's yeah. not just subscriptions it's yeah. everything Get that Fortnite money yeah 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 all right I'm still going to stand by in my curmudgeonry on this one Michael Brown's face ID and iCloud keychain are innovations in my opinion I'm going to go ahead and Goldblum that just because they could doesn't mean they should. I don't think yeah, facial but, recognition but was worth a damn. It sucks. Everybody's <laughs> version of Face ID sucks, not just Apple's. Yeah, but Apple's Face ID is different from everybody else's. Like the Face Unlock yeah. that we saw from, yeah. I mean, and Alfred's done a lot of work on the security of this. Like Face Unlock that we had seen on Samsung was Where you could just put a super photo insecure. up to it. Unsecure, uh, yeah. yeah, and like they, it's unless you're, unless the front-facing camera has like infrared like lenses and like AR capabilities, mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be better than Face ID as far as like security goes. Yeah. Like because like they map like so many dots on your face. Yeah. Like, it's a three D map of your mm-hmm. face basically. It's you can't really hack it. Yeah. Unless it's, you're a twin. If you're a twin, you can hack <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but other um, than that. Yeah. Other than that, you know, it is it's very secure and um, it is it is fast. It's it's yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. I just don't know if that really still qualifies as an innovation when it didn't really solve a problem. It okay. Just fine. A new fine. One. Brian. Fine. Did Moving solve on. A problem. You don't like have <laughs> buttons on your screen anymore. You have more yeah. screen space. <laughs> I mean, if Alfred's going to be Mr. Optimistic today, somebody's got to go pick up the slack. So that's why I'm here. Uh, we are out of time, though. But that was a great conversation, everyone, uh, regardless of my grumpyism. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and take us on out of here, Alfred. Thank you. All right. I'm, uh, I'm hearing from my sources that we are out of time for the show. So I'm going to have to close it. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, tag us online and let us know what you want to see on the show. For The Daily Charge, I'm Alfred Ng. I'm Shara Tipkin. I'm Joni Salton. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Very warm and